Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here for the Locked On Nationals podcast here on this Wednesday, November 11th, 2020. Brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use a promo code Locked On. You'll get 20% off on your next purchase. On the show today, it is part two of our Locked On Nationals Buy or Sell Free Agency Edition with Max Raymond of District on Deck. You are Locked On Nationals. Your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I have a question for you. Yes. There's a guy you don't have on your list, but I put in my plan that in staying in the infield position, I want to hear your opinion on. Okay. Mitch Moreland just had his option to climb. So I have, I mean, to be honest, I have not watched Mitch Moreland. Play. He had a, did he, did he have a decent season or no? Yeah, he did. Um, How old is he? Is he's in his what, he's in his thirties. He's in his mid thirties, I think. Uh, I think he's like early thirties. Early thirties. And uh, hold on, I'm gonna do a little. Let me so do a little. This past season between the Red Sox and the Padres, in 136 at bats, hit 265, 10 homers, 29 RBIs, 894 OPS. So it's interesting you bring him up, and I think this this gets the first base conversation because I had Carlos Santana written down. And, and oh, he's 35. All right. He's older than I thought, but still. Yeah, no, he's, but he's still, yeah, 35. But, but first basemen tend to be older, right? They, mm-hmm. they can, they can be older and play that position. That, you know, that, that, that's the curiosity with Carlos Santana. That's the curiosity with now Ryan Zimmerman. That is a curiosity with Howie Kendrick. What is the first base rotation going to look like? I think ideally they would like to sign Zimmerman to a team friendly contract they'd like to get Kendrick back on a team-friendly contract and kind of say, okay, look, between these two guys, we should be able to put together a pretty decent hitting first base spot. Your point is, I think the only way you go with those guys, with, with, the, with Santana or with the Moreland, is if you don't get one or either. Like if just Howie wants to come back and Zerman is retiring, then yes, you have to go get somebody else. 100% you have to. Moreland's also a lefty which mm-hmm. is what they need. And even if you don't sign him to be the starter, I know he's a little handicapped by only playing first, but the team needs a lefty power bat. Wait, no, bat. he also, and to your point, you know, I mean, I guess if they don't have a DH this season, there's no point. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you get him on a two-year deal, he can DH for you the next year. Or, or if he likes DC and you can get him back, he can DH for you in the future as well, too. So He's also a former um, gold glover. And while he wasn't, great defensively this year when I was looking at his stats he he still had a positive defensive run save I think he had like one defensive run save like a 0.1 UZR while his metrics are downward still positive metrics yeah no it is I I think the first base is we've gotten that's the one position where I think there's no clear like well there's there's just two paths right Mm -hmm. and it's it's dependent on two guys going into an offseason deciding whether or not they want to play baseball anymore in the middle of a global pandemic and I, 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 because I don't yeah. want to bring COVID into a lot of these situations. I like to keep, you know, you guys, everybody who listens to this hears about COVID enough, and especially because, you know, the Justin Turner stuff we do. But I think, to be frank, you know, we have, to, you know, Zimmerman's got the, fa- he set out for family health reasons, makes a ton of sense. At the rates things are going right now, and no, I mean, I don't know anything about the vaccine, but I think there's a chance that he sits out next year. Howie Kendrick said he wanted to retire and said, man, I don't want to go out like this. But that was during the baseball season. Maybe now a couple months removed, spending time with his family, he thinks otherwise. So this is one of those situations. 36. 36, 37. 36, yeah. 
but he still rakes, right? You know, he's the guy can still yeah. out flat out. Like if, like if Howie Kendrick, I've been saying this, if he wants to play baseball next year, he's going to get to play baseball, right? I mean, some team is going to get Howie back to, to, to play. Um, that's, that's my thing on first base. I want to move to catchers. Real Muto, they're going to get, it's the same conversation with Springer, I think. I think they're going to get priced out on him because he is the, he is the biggest fish, it seems like, in all of this. Um, and with the Mets, their situation, with the Phillies, their situation, you know, we knew and I have talked about this too. So unless you have something else on this, I'd like to go on the rest of the catchers. Cause I feel like we've talked, we've talked at length about real Muto. There's one guy in particular on this list that I'm hundred percent sold on. Who is it? And it's because of national Twitter. It's James McCann. James McCann. All in on James McCann. To we DC. have a thing for White Sox players, don't we, over here in D.C.? Yeah, do. They do, right? James McCann to Washington, D.C. I went over him in depth on my uh, perfect plan. He is a middle-of-the-lineup bat who just had a career year at the plate. Let me bring up the stats. I believe he hit 289. Yeah, no, I uh, I have him right here. He hit 289 and 111 uh, plate appearances, 360 on base, 536 slugging, 896 OPS, seven home runs, 15 RBI. Five defensive run saves, a 1.2 B war. Two years, 16 millions of projection for him. I think he might get a little bit more than that, to be honest. I do too. Yeah. But I'm fine um, with that. And then let me bring up his defensive metrics for you. I mean, he's, uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I don't know if he's, uh, his defense is <laughs> the best. This past uh, season, while platooning with Yasmani Grandal, he still had five defensive runs saved behind home plate. So, I would love that because I think the one-two punch of him and and, and I mean this is assuming Jan's going to hit well, but I think I think it's a that's a pretty good one-two punch. I mean behind the plate, those are two guys that I think would be dependable, or at least one of them is going to be a dependable catcher option. How many times do we see two you know a team with two catchers who can can't hit? Uh, how nice would it be to to basically assure yourself that you're? I mean that be that, now this means that they're going to be spending a lot of money at this position. Um. My question to you is, do you think they finally give Tres Barrera the call up or do you think they're going to go with somebody else? Was he the one that got in trouble? Yes. He said he didn't do it? Um, yes. Yeah, I don't know. It really depends on how they see that entire – how that situation went down. Right. I don't have all the details. So it really depends on how that – what their opinion on that is. All right, and other guys in this list, Molina, Zanino, are you in on anybody else? I mean, I can't see Yadier Molina playing for anybody except the Cardinals. That would be weird to me. Um, Mike Zanino, I don't think they need uh, another veteran. I don't think they do, yeah. I think Mike Zanino had one hit in the World Series, and he played every game. Yes, he was not. It was not impressive. And here's another thing to keep in mind for catching. While Young Gones is a 246 hitter, this past season he hit 284. Right. Right, that's the he was he showed a lot of improvement in that department. And if season. he can continue that, him and McCann having two offensively and exactly. defensive catchers would be great. Um, and I would rather spend the eight million a year on a catcher than the twenty to thirty million on a catcher and Rio Muto. Yeah, and you and I feel the same way about Rio Muto. At, at, you know, a guy that we're not sure can play first base at that age, getting that big of a contract. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to pitchers now. All right, this one's interesting. So what they need is. A fourth, um, the fifth. I'm. I want Eric Fetty to be the fifth. I'm. I'm not going to get. They spent such. Spent such a high draft pick on him. I think he's given you enough to at least get a shot at the fifth spot. Right. Joe Ross comes back. Maybe. Uh, you know. You at least have Eric Fetty, in my opinion, in the mix. I think. I think they should put Austin both in the. Give him a chance as a long lead. Yes, I think that's. So that's my in plan. My, 
In my plan, I projected Rossi the fifth starter, but you brought up a good point earlier about COVID and Zerman. Do you think he opted out? Do you think he'll come back this season and play, or do you think he'll opt out for a second year if things don't get better? I don't know. I The question we had about Joe Ross, and he's allowed to do that. The, the issue for Joe Ross was that the time that he did it, was really bad for him because it yeah, was it, it was a it was a contract year it was a contract year mm-hmm. and having that fifth like for him he's in such a great situation because he's a back end of the rotation guy who's got a chance to prove it that he deserves money and I don't think the Nationals were going to be the team that paid him but he got a chance basically to earn some money whether it be in DC or elsewhere in a not high leverage spot I mean it, it's you know as far as rotation goes you're the fifth guy so not every, everybody's not expecting a ton from you. And if you can be good relative to the expectations of a fifth starter, your value goes up. I don't know the reasons for why he opted out. Um, that's obviously that's, that's up to him. So it's really hard to say whether he'd do it again for I, I him. Think it was family. Yeah. But for him at his age, I mean, you know, it's getting to one of those life decisions, right? I mean, you're in the, you're in your prime, you're 29, 30 years old. Mm-hmm. These are the years where you need to you know make your money. And I know it's a difficult situation, but talk to your teammates, see how they feel about the COVID protocols, talk to other players, see if they felt like it was safe. And if you think it's safe, you know, come back and give it a chance and, and, and make the most money possible that you can, you know, because uh, it's going to be challenging if he sits out for two years. All right, I mean, is, is, is anybody going to really want Joe Ross if he sits out for a second year? I don't think they are. No, I agree. But at the same time, they could see if Joe Ross sits out in two years, they could be like, all right, this is a fifth starter who we can get for dirt cheap because not everyone remembers what he once was. Fair. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting, best for you protein bar ever made. The new and improved Built Bar has six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barchia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Those go along with the 12 original flavors Built Bar has. All of them have chocolate, six with nut, six without nut, coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, toffee almond, coconut, and peanut butter brownie. Right now, Built Bar has a very limited time offer. With your purchase at BuiltBar.com, you have a chance to get a free cooler while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Fair, fair. I I think yeah. the fourth spot is what I'm super curious about because they're not I Bauer. Too. There's no way Bauer. Stroman, no. I don't want that either. I think like Stroman, it'd be great. that draft pick attached to him. Right, right, because the qualifying offer extended to him. My so That's where I'm starting on, on these things because there is some theory out there, kind of working theory that, look, Scherzer is about to come off his deal. And you want a pitcher maybe there in place under contract to slide up and be in that top three. Not saying, you know, because Strasburg obviously is, he, next year we think he's going to be the best pitcher on the team, right? That's kind of the working idea is that Steven Strasburg is your ace. He is your number one dude. Now you kind of think about the rest of the rotation. You think about, you know, what to do now. I think they, by the way, I think they re-signed Max Scherzer to like a cheaper deal. I think what he's meant to DC and what he's done, I think, I think he, keeps pitching here. I think he's going to want to keep pitching. And I think this organization has been very good to him. And he's been very good to, to the organization. So it makes sense that they bring him back after this season. I think Stroman, I'm a no one. Are you buying or selling Stroman? Like, or, or oh, I no. think, or a guy like him and a guy, you know, Tanaka, I would say is kind of in that same price range, right? Tanaka's not leaving the Yankees. You think, you don't think so? I don't think he's leaving New York. 
It sounds like Marcus Stroman doesn't want to leave New York, but he wants to play for, play for the other team. That's yeah, kind of the, that's kind of the vibe. Do you, I don't even know if Stroman could turn down that qualifying offer. He thinks he's going to get more than that. I don't see it in the. The issue market. is now in this current market. Does somebody want to lose the pick and pay Especially you? See the way he his season ended. I think he there's a chance season-ending surgery, right? Right, he did. Uh, well, he he came back from the surgery. I think it was, it was on his hand, maybe. Comes back from the surgery and then elects not to play. Yeah. And I think now for him that was smart because like I, I the money spot he is in, that that's your leverage spot, and if you suck, your leverage goes out the window. And so he's in a good spot, right? Because the minimum he's basically in a spot now where the minimum he is going to make next year is eighteen and a half million dollars, right? He is not going to take a deal. That is, it might take a deal that's longer and, and provides some more money long term, but he's going to make a hefty sum of money next year. I, I don't think the Nationals aren't paying him. I detailed a player that you didn't put who I want as the mm-hmm. first starter, but this is like the most risky move out of every pitcher on the free agent market. Give me Corey Kluber. That's one of the interesting ones. And I have, because here's the thing there's so many pitchers available, and it was, you know, it's it was difficult to, yeah. to put guys. Kluber is going to be that guy who's going to get a – what is he, 36 now? Going to get the shorter deal. Probably a, well, He's a, going to get a one-year prove-it deal because – Yeah. In the past two years, he has thrown, I believe, 30, yeah, he's in the last two years, he's thrown 36 and two-thirds innings with only one inning last season. He has had two season-ending surgeries, and I get that's what's turning teams off, and it's a huge risk because you don't want that to happen again. But in 2018, the last year, he had a full season – he was a monster. He was 20 and 7 with a 289 ERA, a 312 uh, fielding independent pitching, 222 strikeouts, and finished third in Cy Young voting. Yes. And I think the, lever, the spot for him, you know, the, as a fourth starter, right? Mm-hmm. The pressure is not as high on you. Uh, you're coming off an injury and it's not as, not as bad of a situation. Now, conversely, the, the other side of that coin, that is a position the Nats desperately need to fill. Like it's not a fourth starter spot where there's no pressure because the Nationals just, you know, they just cut somebody loose and there's not saying they want a veteran to hold it down. They yeah. want a productive number four starter because they learned this season that the offense coming around didn't really matter as long as they had the Sanchez and both back there. And I think they're pretty set on going and acquiring somebody that they can trust that, you know, your Kluber argument brings you to a guy like a Charlie Morton, right? Same age, but a guy whose performance was a bit better at that age. I think three things are going to keep Morton from DC. One, he might retire. Okay. He has been mulling it. Two, if he doesn't retire, he has made it clear he wants to return to Tampa. His agent Mm -hmm. said so. Mm Mm-hmm. Three, his price tag. I get he had a down year, but in the playoffs, besides that one World Series start, that dude is a monster. They know what he brings to the table. He, the, What does help us, he has made it clear he wants to play for an East Coast team, and that mm-hmm. is us. But I don't think Tampa lets him go if he doesn't retire. And I do think he gets over 15 to 20 mil a year. Do you want to pay that for a four starter when you have 47.5 projected left? Right. The client is 15 million, or he was $15 million option was a client. I know other teams would have signed that in a heartbeat. And say if he does go hit the open market and the Mets having money, they need another pitcher to help bolster that rotation. 
I've heard the Mets. I've heard rumors for the Mets going after him, and I think they would out. Um, they would outpay him. I think Robbie Ray is interesting. Well, uh, a guy, Ty, excuse me, Taiwan Walker. Taiwan Walker, I'm all in. Th- those guys who are around that thirty, you know, thirty year old. Uh, those guys are going to suffer because of the market this year, right? But but their quality arms. Um, I think Drew Smiley is also. I'm like he feels like he's been around forever. But let me look how old Drew Smiley is. Uh, he's 30. He, Drew Smiley's only 31 somehow. Another guy who is in that kind of middle range right there. What was the projection for John Lester? <clears throat> I actually didn't see it. It's going to be one year. I think it's, I mean, I, um, I don't know. I, I would assume he either retires or stays or goes, you know, or goes Cubs. You, you don't think he'll hit the open market? And with those older guys, it's tough to tell sometimes. But with, I mean, with him especially, like I, I, I think he's getting towards the end of it. One guy I want really badly, I've kind of sold myself on this, is Jose Quintana. I think him in the fourth spot in D.C. with less leverage and the guy who's shown a lot in the past, kind of a perfect storm. Especially, talk. Yeah. I, <laughs> another yeah, another, another guy. But what, the, the point of this entire exercise is that there are so many names the Nationals, the Nationals out there. And as a signing, like, I, I don't think they can go wrong, right? I'm not saying the results are going to be there, but there's a lot of good options for good prices for that four starting pitcher. And I think you take care of the fifth in house. I agree. I just think, as you said, they, um, I do want to take a risk on Kluber, but if yeah. it does blow up, you're without a four starter. Next thing you know, you have Fetty and Roth and Voff again. And I get, you got to be smart about it. That's why I think the safest option is uh, Walker. Yeah, no, I think so too. I think from an age, but you know, from a history standpoint as well, he's got the pedigree. He might get paid though, like just because of the mark of who's available, and everyone's like, all right, Bauer, Morden, everybody else, and Walker is like the youngest, safest option. He just might get paid because of that. And he was one of those guys to the that people talked about, you know, the trade deadline being mm-hmm. being somebody who could have been moved. So. Obviously, mm-hmm. there there is some heat behind him right now. I do think he wants to stay in Toronto, though, and I do know they want him back, so I don't know if he right. hits the free agent market. Yeah, it may take a bit, a bit more money to get him. There's a lot of options, though, and I think it's kind of a waiting game right now. People want to see who's going to make the first move, and then I think that you know the Sharks will start chumming in the water. I think we're waiting for that. Um, but in so many options for the Nationals, right? I mean, all this is uh, – it's, it's a lot. The one, the one free. I just this is the last question here. The one free agency signing, regardless of position, that you're most confident the Nationals will do slash should do. That you're like this, they have to do. Like player. Yes. Um, I want to hear yours because I have a few options. I'm willing. DJ Lemayhew is mine. Okay. I, I after the, I've thought about it for like 48 hours now, and I think DJ DJ Lemayhew makes a lot of sense. challenging i know there's a few i'm looking at i know they're really intrigued by uh, george springer that makes I've a lot heard, i've heard all the rumblings um price tag is gonna be so high i'm gonna go with james mccann Ooh, i love that i love that all um, right max uh do you want to do bullpen no <laughs> I, I hate doing bullpen that's one of those where it's like I mean, you're just like, it's such a crapshoot. It's such okay. a crapshoot. It's such a crapshoot. And you bring in, the, like, don't bring any guy for any any amount of money over $4 million, in my opinion. Never do it. I'm not in on it. 
uh, how often, and I was referencing this the other day, but like, how often do guys change teams and the light turns on, right? Sometimes yeah. for them, it's, it's just all you need is a change of scenery and all of a sudden things, baseball is one of those sports. Also, I mean, that, this, this applies for hitters too sometimes, but sometimes you just need a change of scenery, new pitching yeah, look coach. At, look at Trevor Rosenbaum. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, and, you know, Drew Storen, good example of this. Um, you know, the Blake, Blake Tryon, good example of that too. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand. Yeah. So, uh, Max, to wrap up, where can people find you? Where can they find your work? Check us on District on Deck on Twitter, part of the Fanside Nation. My private Twitter, Max Raymond One. Come talk Nationals baseball. All right, Max, we always appreciate your time, man. Thanks for having me.